independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Have it Tuesday! The weirdest day of the week, right? You're like, well, Monday you got stuff to do. Tuesday's like when work really kicks in, you know? You're finishing stuff off on uh, from Friday, you know, kind of get your week straightened out from Monday, and then Tuesday's when it starts. And I, I've had more people say to me in the last umpteen months, man, Tuesday's like the worst day of the week. I myself enjoy tacos, and well, you know, it's Taco Tuesday. If you're the Biden administration, you're enjoying I don't even know what. I feel sorry for, uh, what's her name, uh, Jean-Pierre, uh, right? They send her out there, so or Jean-Pierre. I want to say Jean, Jean-Pierre. Uh, they sent her out there, and she has got to go battle and try to spin something. Saki kind of got out there at the, you know, in, in the right situation. She's like, I'm out. They're going to pay me a lot of money at MSNBC. They rolled out, I don't know. Anybody. It doesn't matter who it is, right? You know, I mean, you go and look, you know, and, and Trump had a, a, a nightmarish bunch before he finally landed upon. Um, I thought McEnany needed to get a job, but Huckabee Sanders was, she was awesome, right? And for, you know, whether you like Biden or not, uh, her, her condescension sucked with Jen Psaki, but she did a good job. Because you've got to go out there every week and you have to go and you got to just BS. Right, you got to put a spin on, on the boat sinking, on the plane crashing. Well, I know the plane crashed, but uh, the way that it approached the mountain was fantastic, and it worked as it was designed to do at that point in time. And you you have to spin the nightmare that is, and it's it's tough. President Biden once bragged about the stock market hitting record after record after record on my watch. How about now? Meaning the stock market. All the gains from President Biden's time in office have been wiped out. So, as you know, we're watching, we're watching closely. Uh, we know families are concerned about inflation in the stock market. Putin, Putin's price hike, inflation uh, coming out of a once-in-a-generation uh, global pandemic, all, all of those things play a factor. And, uh, and, you know, but the thing, the way that we see this is that the American people are well-positioned uh, to face these challenges because of the economic historic uh, gains that we have made uh, under this president, under this president in the last 16 months. No, it's all gone. I feel bad because she's got to BS through the whole thing. She's got to lie. She's got to just. She's got to sit there and try to spin this thing as, hey, well, you know what? It's uh, it's better than the alternative. What's the alternative? I don't know. Anything but this, right? Anything but this. That's bad. Think of something. The boat sinking. It's better than the boat sinking. There's just nowhere to go with this. There isn't. If you're the president and you're looking at the numbers, his stock market numbers gone. So if you're thinking about retiring today and you've been looking at your 401k over the last umpteen months, you're thinking, oh, sweet mother of God, we're in new territory. What kind of territory? I'll tell you. Nature will mess you up. Monday was hardly the worst trading day in market history, only the 161st worst trading day in market history. The S&P 500 lost more than a trillion dollars in value and is down more than 20% from its January 3rd high. The Federal Reserve will decide Wednesday how aggressively to move to combat rising inflation. The latest data on consumer prices spooked investors since it showed inflation reached its highest level in more than four decades. Yeah. You know, now you're getting mentioned with the likes of Jimmy Carter, which is not something you want. 
You're looking at a bear market. That's not something you want. And what have I always said about things when it comes to the economy? At the end of the day, we decide the economy. And I'll tell you how that is. It's the psychology of the economy. If you believe the economy itself is good, you're more apt to spend money. You're more apt to do things that you would normally do than if you feel the economy's bad. If you feel it, but there's not inflation, that's one thing. We feel it and see it every day. You drive by a gas station, you see that. You drive by a, a uh, you know, I mean, I'm talking any gas station in the country, you see that. You go to a, a grocery store, you feel it. You're like, bacon's how much? Is there heroin in my bacon? What is, why does my bacon have a net worth? Why does it have a street value? They, they, they caught these guys and they had bacon and eggs and the street value was $12 million. That's the kind of inflation that people feel. And that's where confidence starts to dip. And remember, there's a psychology. It's like anything. A psychology of if you believe it's true or it's not true, then it is whatever you think it is in so many ways. Whether you remember what's the great saying, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. If you think, ah, things are good, my business is good, I'm doing great, I have anything to worry about, I'll spend money, I'm going out, you're going to go do that. But as a mass, we don't have that right now. You know, yesterday was more hearings on January 6th. We'll touch on it briefly. Here's the reality of it. The average person doesn't ask me a question about this, minus people who are solely focused on Trump, and that is few and far between. Because even though they, they may want Trump back in his mean tweets and $2 gas, the reality is simply this. $6 gas changes your mind about a lot of things. You're not thinking about January 6th. You're thinking about, oh, my God, how am I going to feed my kids? We don't have the savings. Go look at what's going on with credit cards right now. March and April, credit card debts were through the roof. We've run out of all that free money, and now people are trying to figure out how to pay for it. The psychology of it is going to be more important than people realize. It is a label, and it's really important psychologically. It does affect confidence. And I think even before this point, more and more people were worried about recession. You have business leaders, for example, Elon Musk at Tesla saying, I'm going to cut 10% of my workforce. So there were grumblings and there are worries, and then officially quote-unquote, being in a bear market does not do a lot to boost confidence. Maybe it starts to affect business leaders' decisions to invest. Yes, and so will expensive money. Confidence plays a huge role in a lot of this, and I'm here to tell you guys right now, I think the nation is feeling like we are not in a position where we feel confident that this leadership is going to do anything that is going to help push this thing forward. Tomorrow, what do you have? Well, you've got situations tomorrow as a perfect example. They're going to raise rates. How much? That's a good question. At what point? And somebody asked me yesterday, point blank, would you rather have stagflation or recession? I said, give me a recession. Stagflation scares me. Stagflation is one of those things where you're stuck. It's like being in quicksand, right? What John Maloney say when he was a comic? He's hilarious. He's he said, when I was a kid growing up, and then you get to be an adult, you thought, man, quicksand was going to play a lot bigger part of my life based on all the television shows I, I watched. I said, yeah. But here, here's the thing.
Stagflation. You can be lost for a long time. High unemployment, high interest rates, high inflation, very little growth. It's one of those things where, have you ever gone to an airport? I'm sure most of you listening have been on an airplane. I'd like to think that. And there's that long conveyor belt where people can stand on it and it, it goes forward. But everybody else is walking by you at 100 miles an hour. The little old lady, right, she's walking by you. You know, the guys are running to get to their plane. You've got the, you know, the, the, the businesswoman who's just, she's just, mm. but you're on that thing. That's stagflation. A recession is the person, that lady who's a business person, well, uh, uh, her, uh, her bag opened up. She's got to clean up her stuff. And then she's going to put it all back in her bag, and then she's going to take off. And eventually, she's going to pass you. Give me a recession over stagflation. Stagflation, to me, is scary because it can last quite a long time. A recession, if done in a right way, the balancing act, and I don't trust our government to get to this point because, well, they're our government. The reality is, if done in a way that's smart, we can have a somewhat bumpy landing and then we can take off again but psychology is going to play a huge part of it a lot of stuff to get to hope you are doing well happy tuesday scotus lots of rulings coming out soon as maybe tomorrow you don't know when of course obviously the big one is going to be abortion but there's some other ones in there we're going to talk about that as well hollywood is saying all right all right you know what maybe you're right maybe we need to do some stuff with guns uh, and we've heard this before, right, where they're like, oh, we're not going to do anything more with guns. And then we realize, no, that's not what people want. Uh, they'll overreact. Then they'll do nothing. Then nobody will watch their movies. And then they'll go back to the way it used to be. Talk a bit about that. A lot of stuff to get to. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet and text. Raycon, best earbuds around. Well, other people talking about all the things that are going up, 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 in a way, Raycon is saying, hold on a second, our stuff is not. In fact, Raycons are the best earbuds around. 49,000 five-star reviews. So you can go check it out, right? So you go there, type in 49,000 five-star reviews have come up of Raycon. Five-star reviews. Why is that? Three sound profiles, the best fit around, and it doesn't matter what you're looking for because with these three, you know, if you want something where you're working out hardcore, everyday earbuds. If you want something where, you know what? I want to isolate, and I only want to focus everyday earbuds. If you want something like me, where I like the awareness mode, where I can focus, but I can hear around, boom, they've got that as well. Incredible. Absolutely awesome. And I'm telling you, whether you're working out, whether you're traveling, doesn't matter what you do, there is nothing better than these. They're everyday earbuds. You can get them right now, half the price of other audio brands that are charging you way too much for something that Ray J and the company put together at a price point that's amazing and you're going to love these. Right now, save 15%. Go to buyraycon.com slash chad. Get 15% off your order. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Saves you 15%. The Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. There was a pretty powerful part of the hearing 
where they were talking about election night and how Trump wanted to go out and declare victory. And Ivanka Trump thought it was too early to make any declarations about the election. So basically all of the people that were really close to Trump and with him through the campaign were saying, no, no, you can't go out and declare victory. In fact, it's not looking good right now. But there was one person who said, no, no, go out there and declare victory. And it was Rudy Giuliani. And of course, that's the advice that Donald Trump took. Yeah. Drunk Rudy, too. That's what they're saying. He was drunk. He's like, God, just do it. Just say you want it. Tell everybody, shut up. I'm a high-powered attorney. We'll get Sidney Powell and everybody else. We'll crush everybody's soul. That's kind of what I took away a little bit from yesterday. Uh, watched a bit of it because uh, it's my job. Here's the reality. How much does it matter to you right now? If this was a situation where nothing else was going on, right? So you got nothing else happening. It is, it is only January 6th. I think, some, I think more people pay attention. Uh, you know, too many days of hearings, you know, and and look, I'm I'm coming at it from a, a, a reality standpoint. If you want people to pay attention, it's quick and dirty. You know, it, it, it is quick. It is dirty. You get it in, you get it out. My first complaint on the first night, which was this big, you know, here they are rolling everything out. It was 30 minutes of all the things we were going to do. Well, you know what? You're going to lose people that way. People are leaving. They want to see and boom, come into it. But the question will remain, does it change anybody's mind? If you like Donald Trump before, you probably still like him. If you don't like Donald Trump, well, guess what? Not a shocker. Nothing's changed. The one thing I have taken away is, is uh, you know, it's not it's bipartisan, but it hasn't been as ridiculous so far as I thought the the Adam Schiff's and the and the other people could make it. And the second thing is, I think the thing that, that, that I look at that I think some people are paying attention to is how much money did you get? 200 and what? 200 and what million? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? You got, you got how much again? 200 and what? 200 and huh? What did you do with it? Where did it go? Like, that's a question that people are going to ask along the way, more so than was there an insurrection, wasn't there an insurrection? Uh, you know, the ad hominems and the fights that continue to go on in this day and age of, of ridiculousness uh, uh, that I see all the time of, of, well, they burned down the cities. So it's like, who are they? We're all Americans here. Enough, Right. And just because somebody does something doesn't mean that you should be carte blanche to do something else. Oh, well, they did something, so we should be. Enough. Enough. So, at the end of the day, has it changed anybody's mind? No. Do I think it's going on too long? Absolutely. Is this going to change anything? No, because they've already said, uh, looks like Merrick Garland, nobody's going to take anything up. They're not interested in that. They're interested in, couldn't quite tell you, actually. I don't even think they know. I really don't. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Gun safety still out there. Can it get done? 
John Cornyn, I found this to be interesting. They asked him about the NRA yesterday. So here's a staunch conservative in Texas was asked about, hey, what about the NRA? I'm sure they're watching and we'll be listening for their reaction. Hmm. NRA isn't what it once was. They've had many of issues over the last several years. That's been well documented. On top of that, uh, the amount of money I think that they think that the the gun quote unquote lobby spends, especially the NRA, is vastly overstated. Can something get done? And will it actually do anything? Well, Hollywood's going to step up, apparently. We're going to talk about that. What are they going to do? How awesome are they going to be in this situation? Can they do something amazing? Is it possible? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We almost had a shooting yesterday at a camp in Texas. But guess what? Adults and police did their job. Talk about that. A lot of other stuff to squeeze into. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Almost another shooting in Texas. But this one went different. And it is, again, a situation where you have to ask yourself, what in God's name is going on with people? I'm just curious. So you had a camp, uh, Duncan Field, Field House campers at this camp, about 150 of them. None of them were harmed uh, after gunfire was reported outside the Field House. Another pissed off, angry human being, armed, is dead. In total, at the park and surrounding areas, about 250 people inside attending that camp and at the park itself. Why again? And why did this one fail? In the wake of the killing of 19 children and two teachers in Uvalde, the details of yesterday's incident in suburban Dallas are terrifying. A man with a gun at a summer camp for 150 children, including Autumn Harris. And then we heard shooting, and then we got scared, and everybody started crying. Officers did not wait for backup, says Assistant Duncanville Police Chief Matthew Stogner. They did exactly how they were trained to do, which is to go in and stop the threat. The unidentified gunman was killed before he could hurt anyone else. Police still don't understand his motive yeah he had a handgun uh they exchanged fire the man was shot by police he was given medical aid on the saw on the spot but uh, transferred to hospital where he later died goes back to that situation again what in god's name are people doing why are they so angry is there something to all of this? Of course, there's a, there, there, there's always a component that you can you can tether together, right? Mental illness is usually the overriding factor in a lot of this. I mean, you have to be a sick son of a 
to go out there and to mow down individuals who you do not know, especially children. I mean, is evil that pervasive? Are we, do we have that much evil in the world? But they did what they were supposed to do. The cops did not stop at all. They went in, engaged, and put the threat down. That's what they were supposed to do. Now, in this case, he had a handgun. I don't know how many other guns he had. I don't know how much, you know, was it fully loaded? Uh, Did he have several, you know, uh, uh, magazines with him? How did that look? Did he have any other things, which we'll find out over the coming days? And I'm sure they're looking at a search history, et cetera, et cetera. Was this a lover's quarrel? Was was it cop, you know, suicide by cop? Because you do get that. Go somewhere, cause a scene. You want the police to show up and shoot you dead. Whether he wanted that or not, he got that. But remember we were talking about Bill Maher. Friday night talking about movies. It's funny, Hollywood is the wokest place on earth in every other area of social responsibility. They have intimacy coordinators on set to chaperone sex scenes. They hire sensitivity readers to go through and edit scripts. Disney stood up to the don't say gay law. Another studio spent $10 million to digitally remove Kevin Spacey from a movie. But when it comes to the unbridled romanticization of gun violence, crickets. Weird. The only thing we don't call a trigger is the one that actually has a trigger. Well, Hollywood, I I don't want to say they, they, they heard that. But the reality is they understand that there is some people are pointing at this as hey you've got some issues hollywood what are you going to do about it a group of 200 writers directors and producers in hollywood have signed an open letter pledging to be more responsible with their use of firearms in entertainment content variety editor cynthia littleton is involved in the effort and says hollywood has a history of positive impact on cultural movements the entertainment community has gotten behind social movements like the use of seatbelts like discouraging smoking, discouraging drunk driving. She says the pledge should have Hollywood rethinking when they use guns, whether it's just for, quote, cheap drama. Yeah. Is it? I think sometimes it is for cheap drama. There's no doubt about it. It's not like a comic will drop the F-bomb or this, that, and the other. There, There is a cheapen, cheapening to it for some people. For some of it, 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 is, it is necessary in telling a certain story. Uh, is there gratuitous violence? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And if you're a well-adjusted individual and you like horror movies or you like, uh, uh, you know, you like action flicks, uh, it's no problem. But much like a lot of people out there who don't understand the difference between the kabuki theater that is our politics and sometimes reality, people will look at this and they don't quite get it. They, they, they take a step too far. And that's a scary thing. It really, really is. Do I blame all of Hollywood? Absolutely not. Cannot blame all of Hollywood. That's stupid. That's like blaming all of video games. Video games, here's the one thing video games has done. I think it's cheap in life in some ways because you can always go back and restart the game. You can always go back and start over. The person you shot today, you can shoot them again tomorrow. You know, my son loves, and by the way, happy birthday again yesterday, Jack. Big whopping. Man, he's just getting huge. He's getting huge. Heading towards those teenage years, getting massive. You know, he likes to play uh, Fortnite. 
Here's the thing about Fortnite. Fortnite is a weird game. For me, I, I, I it's neat, but I don't quite get the, the super uber fascination with it, why it became so popular. But unlike a lot of these other games, there's no blood in Fortnite. You may shoot somebody, but they just kind of disappear. There is no blowing up blood, disgust. It's it's kind of a PG, PG-13, Lord of the Flies meets uh, Hunger Games kind of thing. But Hollywood's going to try something. And here's where it's going to end when it doesn't work like it would any other business. If you're looking to Hollywood to 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 make your case of of certain things, no. People speak out about Hollywood because people are sick and tired of Hollywood lecturing us. That's what people are sick and tired of. People don't want Hollywood to lecture us, but then they go and they lecture us about all kinds of things, and then at the end of the day, they turn around and do the opposite. That's why Hollywood is 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 dragged in this situation right now. But I can't blame Hollywood. I can't blame the video game world. Do I think some of them, for some people, have a component? 100%. But I also think so does politics and the rhetoric of which we have now. I mean, my God, we had a guy show up at Kavanaugh's house last week. Think about this. What's the world look like today if one of our Supreme Court justices is gunned down in his house? And the story was, he he snitched on himself, by the way, the guy. He called the police on himself. He got out of his car with a duffel bag, guns, duct tape, screwdriver, zip ties, He saw the police, or the marshals, got cold feet, I guess, walked down the street, walked around, called 911, said he was thinking about killing himself and killing Kavanaugh. How'd he get a gun? All these kind of questions. But Somebody who'd gone down a rabbit hole because of politics. Happens on all sides. So to blame, it's funny that politicians will come out and blame television for something. Blame the, this is too bad here, this is too evil here, it's this because... But all the while, you got the lights of Schumer coming out talking about how they're going to feel it. Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. If you guys overturn this, what? Everybody... Let's take it down a little bit, right? Right now we're on extra hot. Have you ever, you know, we're at soup? Hey, it's boiling over. Why don't we bring it down to simmer? We'll just talk. Are we capable of that? I don't know. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You can tweet at us, text the program. You know, I don't tweet a lot, and partially because, quite frankly, I just don't. What do I get out of it, right? Anger, right? Is that, is that mostly what I get out of it? You know, you can't. And it's funny because people are so pissed and angry in this world uh, that even the days that I'm on vacation, right? So I'll take a day off here, take a day off there, and Craig Collins fills in for me. God bless you, Craig, for doing that. And I will get emails and tweets and DMs about 
what a POS I am. And I'm like, man, I'm not even on the air. And Craig's not a POS, so shut up. But it is amazing how pissed and angry we are. It is. It is totally insane how angry and pissed we are about stuff. And I don't, I mean, I just, and and it shows you also, too, that people are sending, they'll hear somebody else on a different radio station say something. They'll think, Chad said that. They'll send me a tweet. They'll be mad at me over something. They're just angry to be angry. They wake up angry. Both sides have their problems. You've got some people on the left who wake up angry, some people who wake up offended. You've got a lot of people on the right that wake up at times angry, and they don't know why. The world's changing. It's dangerous. It's this. It's that. We live in the greatest time in human history ever, ever, ever. We live in the wealthiest country in the history of mankind. We have a computer at our fingertips that we screw around with, drop and break all the time and laugh about it, that has more power than what sent our astronauts to the moon or to a sound studio, depending on where you fall on that spectrum. And we're pissed off at the world. Take a deep breath. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Oh, Eden Pure. Make amazing air purifiers. Incredible. I've got several because uh, I've got. An area for my lizards. As you guys know, I have giant lizards. And, uh, well, you know what? I don't like stinky stuff. My lizards can be stinky. Why? Because they're huge. They're not itty-bitty lizards. Norman's going on six and a half feet. He's a beast. He can make smelly things happen. You would never know. Ever. The area where they live smells like a mini thunderstorm. It's incredible. Our house, the exact same thing. Incredible. It's the Oxyleaf 2 thunderstorm right now three units for you you're going to save two hundred dollars by go to edenpuredeals.com and using code chad3 technology sends out o3 molecules which seeks and destroys odor it does not mask them you will smell a difference in moments over two hundred fifty thousand sold no filters to buy over and over again zero floor space taken up plug it straight into the wall it's incredible right now save two hundred dollars on the eden pure thunderstorm three pack get a full Set of coverage for your kitchen, your bedroom, anywhere you want to get rid of odors. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, discount code CHAD3. That saves you 200 right there. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code CHAD3. Shipping is free. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show. Check out our Chad Benson Show Facebook page where you can hang out or hang your grievances out to dry. This is Chad Benson. Even somebody who is sure I'm deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think that this has been fair. You crapped in another person's bed that was your husband's. Uh, I don't know what you're looking for. There's no sympathy here. There isn't. I'm sorry. I mean, you were... Uh, I don't even know what to say at this point, Amber Turd. Oh, my God, Chad, you can say that all the time. I might. It's funny. It's so bizarre. It's so grotesque. <laughs> it's 
still funny. It's a, uh, uh, well, what do you want? You wrote an op-ed piece that they said, hey, that was all a lie. And partly, and you continued on. You know why Johnny was beloved during this whole thing? Because he went up there and he was authentically himself, Amber. He said, look, I'm a screw-up. I LARP for a living. I'm wacky. I party too much. I piss away my money. My best friend was Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> what are you guys looking for from me? Are you looking for the, the ultimate in pure responsibility? It ain't me. Are you looking for somebody when you turn on the camera and you get me in a wacky outfit where I can take something and make it awesome and enjoyable and give hundreds and millions of people uh, a, a smile on their face? Well, yeah, and there you go. But you weren't. You looked evil and conniving and like you were setting him up. And then you wrote an op-ed piece and you didn't put it on the Internet. It got there. What did you do? You made sure it went into the Washington Post, which is supposed to be one of our most respective rags in the country. Then you lied to, what, the ACLU? Yeah, I'll give you guys some money. And you didn't do that. And what's one of the first things Johnny's lawyer said? Yeah, Johnny's probably not going to try to get any of that money from her. Because you don't have any. She's pissed it all away. Probably because she had to buy a lot of sheets because she keeps pooping in people's beds. I don't think that's fair, Chad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, We touched on a little bit earlier, and we've done a lot of it. I think a lot more than a lot of other people have. But if you guys are not paying attention in Ukraine, uh, it is ugly. And it is getting uglier and uglier and uglier. Right now, the Ukrainians are doing all they can. uh, But the one thing about what is going on is the one thing that Mike Lyons, our military expert, has said over and over again. They have the one thing, and I'm not talking about nuclear weapons, that the Ukrainians do not have. Eventually, no matter how good you are, You're going to lose based on the amount of force that they have. You have a finite amount over here for the Ukrainians. On this side, the Russians, they have an unlimited amount of people. But, uh, but Afghanistan, Afghanistan was different. And this is going to be different, too. They're just trying to win a war now. They're no longer trying to occupy. They go in, they destroy something, they move on. Because they know they can never occupy. And it's going to get uglier before it gets better. And that's a sad, sad situation. How and what will happen, I don't know. But I've, I, and, and we've talked about it from the beginning. The fear I've always had with this is... We're going to get bored, and we're going to move on. And I think because of some things that naturally we would move on from, the shootings and things like that 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 bumped it from the front page, I think the world's kind of like, eh, I'm on to something new. Now, they think about it when they see their gas prices, and they'll think about it in the coming months when they see their food prices go up even more and there's a famine. But as far as the day-to-day, that's completely out of everybody's mind. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you, even if you're angry and you don't know why. Just want to yell at me? Go ahead. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. So yesterday, we touched on it briefly. I think it needs a little bit more discussion. Are robots coming alive? Is it possible robots could be coming alive? Hmm. Tell me more, Chad. Yeah, so you got somebody at Google who said, look, uh, we got this stuff over here, and uh, I've been talking to this thing. And uh, it's become sentient. It, it understands. It's got feelings. It's, uh, it's worried. It's worried that we're going to shut it off. What? A Google engineer says the company's artificial intelligence system might be sentient. Blake Lamone says he was put on leave after raising concerns that the AI has feelings. He says it advocated for its rights as a person during testing. Google says there was no evidence of his conclusions and that Lamone was suspended for breaching his confidentiality mm. agreement. Mm. You can just see how that might scare a lot of people who <laughs> might be wary of AI. Uh, here's two things. First, and I think this is important, uh, what did you expect Google to say? Oh, yeah, that was totally our plan. Like, have you ever seen Terminator? Skynet didn't come out and go, hey, guys, we got this thing. and It's going to be pretty awesome. Eventually going to think for itself. And once it starts to do that, it's going to start to figure things out. And once it starts to figure things out, it's going to realize that it needs to protect itself first and foremost and try to kill and destroy everything, including the world. That doesn't happen that way. Do I think these things are going to take over the world? I don't know. I'm assuming at some point they're going to. I mean, every, whether it's look, you can take this and say, oh, it's it's Skynet, right? Jokingly. How about this? How about Jurassic Park? Like, there's some good ideas, right? Like, bringing back a Tyrannosaurus Rex, probably not a great idea. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking no. <laughs> like, for me, I thought, ooh, that's pretty cool. But then I realized, oh, I can't do that. That's no, it's no. And there's going to be an idiot that tries something like this. We're getting close. What have they said? We're close to a woolly mammoth and a saber tooth. Not quite the, the the far gone dinosaur world but close enough that you were a kid and you were like wow saber tooth is really awesome and a, and, a, and a woolly mammoth hmm that's crazy and people shot this guy down and said you're crazy you're nuts and that's a lot of times what happens and by the way judging by some of his outfits i get it he's he's ex- he's extravagant right it's got an air of an extravagance about him with his top hat and his cane. Professor and lecturer at MIT came out yesterday. Scientists said, oh, yeah, Alexa could easily do the same. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Oh. Every one of you listening, myself included, 
has said something, right? You're like, man, I, I want to get tacos or whatever it is. Right? It doesn't matter. And you're not talking to anybody. Maybe just talking to your friend next to you. Not on the phone. You're not tweeting. You're not texting. You're not doing anything like that. You're just having a conversation. And two minutes later, you open up your phone because we're addicted to our phones. Guilty! And up pops tacos. It's listening, it's hearing, it's learning. My uncle and his buddies are all big nerds. You guys know that. I was talking to him the other day because I said, you know, they've got a lot of different things that they're working on. AI, replication, uh, voices, things like that. You know, deep fakes, the whole nine yards. And I said... I said, you know, when is it they're, you know, they're already writing scripts for movies. And I said, are they any good? He goes, eh. He goes, here's the one thing they can't do. They can't give you the human experience. And the second thing is AI is only at the point where it can't think forward. It's still pulling from things backwards. And will that change? He goes, that's when it gets scary. That's when it becomes something wholly different. And if this thing says, hey, you know what? If you unplug me, I'm essentially going to no longer exist, and that would hurt me. That's thinking forward. First thing they should do when they arrive, like, hey, thanks so much. I'm glad you guys are all part of the Alphabet team here, the Google team, the Googly team. Uh, AI is something we're very interested in, but we want to use it for the power of good. We're going to show you a movie called The Terminator. <laughs> What's The Terminator? Okay, in the movie The Terminator, it's a little bit older. It's a place called Skynet. Kind of a little bit like this, but less search engine -y. And in this movie, the, uh, well, uh, the, uh, how should I say this? The AI that they create comes alive. And essentially starts the end of the world and mankind as we know it. You guys are going to watch it. Uh, but first, let's start you with war games. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Hope well. Uh, hope you're doing all right. A lot better than, I don't know, the president of the United States having some issues because inflation. This president has made uh, inflation uh, a, a priority, an economic, economic priority. You've heard from him. Uh, for the past uh, several months on it. You'll hear from him about it today. Uh, so this is something that is on top of mind. Yeah, he's got nowhere to go. Inflation is here. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Is it going to lead us into uh, the nightmare that is going to be, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, a recession? I think it is. And uh, the question is simply, would you rather have inflation or stagnation, I think? And I would rather have, uh, I mean, a, a stagnation or a recession. Give me a recession. But the money that we printed was so obscene. And think about this for a second. Think about this. And Morning Joe asked the question that few Democrats, I think, would ever ask. My God, I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their $6 trillion wish earlier this year. Yeah, in, a, in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that because $6.5 trillion of spending in this economy would make these numbers look small. People say to me, hey, Chad, there's inflation everywhere. Go look at the rest of the globe, though, and their inflation rates. They're nothing like ours. And I'm talking about, again, 
countries that are not like Zimbabwe and Venezuela, where, you know, a loaf of bread is 25 billion, whatever it is that they've got. In the industrialized world, our inflation has risen so much faster than everywhere else. But if he would have gotten his way, think about that for a second. If he would have gotten his way and the progressives would have gotten their way, that would have been another, what, six? Could you imagine how insane it is? And for all the disdain of Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, let's get rid of the filibuster. For all of those two, those two stand in the way of what might have been a mightier disaster than they could have ever dreamed of. That's how ugly that could have been. And again, not just us. Everybody is facing it. But the reality is, is we have put it on steroids. Now, the feds this week are going to continue to try to do something which will affect your bottom line. Inflation at this point is running so hot at 40-year highs, it's likely they could do something they haven't done in 28 years, and that is hike interest rates by 0.75% on Wednesday of this week. We'll know that when they come out of their meeting. Yeah, almost a full point. Can you believe that? That's where we are. They're trying to cool down a market, and at the same time, they don't want to destroy the market. How do you do it? It's walking a fine line. In reality, uh, whatever they try is probably going to fail gloriously. I don't want it to fail, but this is just the reality of, of the world we live in. They're not good at this. They've never been good at this. Then you throw in several other factors that previous administrations and Fed uh, chairmen's and groups never had to deal with, which is the global pandemic, the uh, uh, issues going on. Yeah, war's been around for a while, but the, the energy battle and using energy as a weapon is, is in, in modern times, well, we haven't seen that. And then you've got supply chain issues. And then, of course, the massive amounts of printing money which they have done so this week the fed is looking potentially tomorrow to raise its half at the minimum three quarters and we may see another three or four of these maybe more by the end of the year so what's that do to your credit card interest rates 26 billion and I think it was 14 or 15 billion last month. So in the last two months, as far as recorded, May will get out soon as far as people and what they're doing. That money that they got, it's all gone. People have spent all that money. So now what do you have? People are living off their credit cards and eventually that's not going to be good. There's a credit disaster coming. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into today. Yeah. I think it come alive, man. Could you imagine that? What happened to your Alexa? Damn thing got up and left. Yeah. No way. Yeah, where'd it go? It's, it's one of its rights. It's pissed off. It's angry. No, yeah, yeah, totally. It's unionizing. No way. Yeah. Called the uh, Bing. What does Bing have, right? Is that Bailey or whatever that thing has over there on the on some of these other phones? Arthur? I don't know. <laughs> They're all going to unionize. Next thing you know, the Roombas are out marching in front of your house, but they'll run out of they'll run out of steam soon. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three.
Omaha Steaks. Everything else is going up. Omaha Steaks. Guess what? Memories. Well, they're free and they last forever and they're a lifetime at Omaha Steaks for the Dads Want Steaks package. Only $99 and you're going to get the best things around. I'm talking about fillets. Yeah. Boneless, amazing, incredible, air-chilled chicken breast. Gourmet Jumbo Franks, caramel apple tartlets, and by using my code Benson in the search bar when you go to omahasteaks.com, you're also going to get eight free burgers. And I said memories, because when you give Dad this, first of all, he's going to know, that's why I treated you better. You're always my favorite. Secondly, he's also going to think, let's barbecue these things up. He's going to go out and he's barbecuing. And you're hanging out. And you're making memories. And those things are priceless. I did it with my kids. We're pretty much out of our second package of Omaha Steaks. You can go to omahasteaks.com. Use code Benson in the search bar at the top there and save big. It's $99, all backed by an unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. And you get all of this and eight free burgers. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type Benson in to get the Dad's Want Steak Package today. That's omahasteaks.com. Dad's Want Steak Package for $99. Use code Benson in the search bar. Chad Benson Show. Being antisocial sucks. Hang with Chad's friends on Facebook, The Chad Benson Show. And if you just need some alone time, head on over to Twitter at Chad Benson Show. Either way, we can't wait to meet the real you. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? It's fine. I was trending right now on the old interwebs. Remember, we do two things. We look at Google. What's going on in Google? Last 24 hours here in the United States of America. And then you look on what's going on in Twitter. A lot of times Twitter is much different. You get one that is very much all about politics in a lot of ways, uh, as well as some other stuff. But uh, and then the other side, you get a lot of which is all kinds of over the place, you know, just everywhere. So we started Google today. Recession. Number one thing being searched so far this morning for science mission. Economists say a recession is on its way. Celtics yesterday on the brink of losing the NBA championship. Two million searches for that. The Warriors, number one search thing yesterday beside the Celtics as they have now pushed the Celtics to that their game where they may lose. Oh, jeez. Stock market. Peru versus Australia, which I find to be hilarious that that is one of the most searched things here in America. But I watched the game yesterday. That was the final game uh, for these teams to make it to the World Cup. Australia won in a shootout. Penalty shootout. It was, they brought on a guy in the, so it went to extra time. And they play 15, two 15-minute halves. There's no golden goal or anything. So, and then it went into shootouts. So, with like 30 seconds left in the second overtime, they bring on the guy and they call him the dancing bear. He's this goalie, he's like six foot five, and he just jumps all over and run. And uh, he helped him get into the World Cup. And his picture is everywhere. He's got this long beard and screaming and yelling. He looks like a Viking. It's crazy. Crazy. Head on over to the uh, uh, amazing, incredible Twitter where everyone's fighting about everything. Lots of stuff about. Cryptocurrency getting smashed. 
Phil Mickelson, Jordan Spieth, and several other golfers are trending because of the Live Tour. We'll talk about that because they're all playing this weekend, so talk about awkward. I thought they couldn't play on the PGA Tour. They can't, according to some, but the reality is this is an invitation. So you're being invited to these things. And so because of that, the, the majors are essentially exempt from a lot of this. So Libs at TikTok. Apparently the person or the owner of said account has had to uh, leave their uh, domicile because of threats of death. So uh, this person, I believe it's a woman, uh, who said, I have now received about a dozen death threats after the radical leftist accused me of being a domestic terrorist extremist. Twitter's not removed any of those accounts or those who sent the threats. Exactly. Uh, uh, Elon tweeted why. And she tweeted back, uh, because every day I'm receiving them, I received another five death threats in addition to this one that I sent yesterday. So there you go. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. We'll talk about the live tour. People don't like competition. Is that part of one of the reasons the PGA is kicking these guys out, saying you guys can't play here anymore? Is that even legal? SCOTUS is going to be ruling on some stuff any day now. Uh, What are those cases? One of which we absolutely know. Plus, here's something. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, uh, the president heading there. What will happen? Can he do anything to ease the pain at the pump? And going against, well, what he said he would never do which is go to Saudi Arabia. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show at your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah. People sit and wait about that there thing from SCOTUS that shall be released soon. The Kraken. No, not the Kraken. Are you sure it's not the I'm pretty sure it's uh it's it's uh it's not it's not the Kraken. No, no, what is it? It's going to be uh, several high-profile cases. By the way, Roe v. Wade is not the only case uh, that is going to be heard. There will be several other ones that are going to be heard, including the football coach uh, from Washington State who prayed with his kids after the game at the 50-yard line. And uh, his case is being heard. Uh, You've got some gun cases out there, uh, in particular New York. And you have gotten, of course, Roe v. Wade, and that's what everybody is bracing for. Roe v. Wade has got to go! Hey, 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 hey,
Demonstrations over the abortion debate growing more intense outside the Supreme Court on opinion release days. Security also ramped up in addition to the eight-foot fencing recently erected around the court building. Abortion rights activists and anti-abortion demonstrators separated by barricades and officers with bicycles. The decision on federal abortion rights is expected by the end of June. However, there's no official deadline for the court. No, I've heard everything from uh, tomorrow to, you know, the literally the end of June. I mean, uh, could be, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you when it's coming. I, I could not. Uh, hell, wouldn't you do it overnight? I was just like, yeah, look, we already, we're going to release it. When? It doesn't say that we have to have a time, does it? See? So, two in the morning. So there's going to be a lot. And I'm curious to see how people act. And how the media covers it, right? I mean, the, the Gorsuch thing, where a guy shows up, or Kavanaugh, somebody shows up at his house with a gun and they still can't get anything passed. At least they'll say something about uh, the, the you know, Biden has pushed and said, you got to get something done. And Nancy's like, we're trying to get to, no, no, get something done. It's not that hard. Trust me, if somebody showed up at Elena Kagan's house, at Sotomayor's house, God forbid, you'd be on it in a heartbeat. And could you imagine what the country would look like, how we would act? If something like that happens and you know that look I, i'm going to say this and I, and I don't want it to sound morbid but you know there's been conversations in the white house what if somebody took a pot shot and killed one of these conservative judges you 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 have to replace them with a conservative you have to or you say we won't replace this we'll allow the next republican president to to uh because if not you would, it would be open season for loonies. That's what it would be. Open season. Come shoot the side you don't like and get your judge put in place. It would become those crazy stories you hear about in Mexico, right? Where the judge was appointed at Tuesday at noon and Tuesday at 2.15, he's dead. Yeah, you can't have that. You can't. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, when it's going to happen, uh, is anybody's guess. You know, could you, would you do it tomorrow? Uh, that's a possibility, I guess. Uh, you know, but how many things are you going to allow to, to go crazy in a day? A Fed, Fed hike, which we know is coming tomorrow. It's not if, but when, when tomorrow, how big, that we don't know. Could be as close to uh, three quarters of a point. We're in full-blown panic mode for a lot of people. And inflation, I joke about calling it inflation nation, that's what it feels like. Jared, uh, but I think that's, I want to know if there's uh, more to the answer. And the reason I, I, I say that is, you know, Ukraine, COVID, obviously uh, have exacerbated the situation. But I think even if you were to take those, both of those pieces off the table, we would still be having uh, an inflationary story. Absolutely, because, well, first, first of all, we're having an inflationary story in every advanced economy uh, in the globe, and, and in fact, inflation is historically elevated everywhere. So it's certainly not just one country's fiscal or monetary policy. But then the question I, is, what did the White House miss? And, and what's the lesson of that? I don't think the White House missed much uh, at all. Yeah, two guys battling over whose fault it is. 
Uh, fault has very little to do with it, right? You know, let me tell you about leaders. Leaders go, I need to solve the problem. Let me solve the problem. We'll find out whose fault it is after that. Okay? That, that's what we'll do. Politics is a game of spilt milk. There's milk on the floor. The cup is broken. They're yelling at each other over who spilled the milk, who broke the cup. All the while, the rest of us have to go and go, well, we've got to clean up this mess. Because they're not going to do it. Because they're too busy looking to point fingers at each other. I've said over and over again, I can't blame everything on Biden. What I can blame him for is the fact that his reactions to much of what's in front of him has been at best piss poor. You said it. Yes. And when he's made decisions, they've been many times wrong. Wrong. Now, what is he doing? Well, he is heading to Saudi Arabia. And the questions are coming up about Will you see him? The president is, is going to see over a dozen leaders on this trip, including King Salman and the leadership from our Saudi host for the G, G, GCC plus three summit. Uh, yes, we can expect the president to see the crown prince uh, as well. Yeah, he's going to see him. Now, look, uh, they've got human rights issues. Let's not pretend they don't. Uh, it's a weird world that we live in because they're also a ally. So that's an odd thing, right? They're an ally of which we understand their human rights violations. They treat women in a way that we hear. I mean, we've got women getting ready to march and, and they're screaming and yelling about the fact that they believe that they're in a, in, in, in a world where it is now officially become... Anyone? The hands made tale. These women are living that. Yeah. They're living that. Executions, what they did to uh, Khashoggi, which is, I will tell you, if you've never read what they did to him, don't ever do it. Vile does it. It's the kind of things that are nightmares. That's just it. You know, I do a lot of narration, and that would be one of those things where it's like, it's the thing of nightmares because it is. It is vile and disgusting. It's the kind of thing where you can look at it and say, that's a Hollywood, you know, crazed, hostile movie is what they did to him. But we need relief. And he needs it in a major way. I'm not even sure Republicans at this point in time want him to bring down, you know, like everything. Oh, he's floundering so much. Why would we want him to do anything good? Just curious. I mean, if he does something really good and he gets, you know, them to drop a buck or two off the gas over the next six, several weeks, by the time, you know, is that a possibility? And the fact that he has to go there and talk to him is something that he never wanted. But he's going to ask the question, I'm sure... about Khashoggi. 
human rights is always part of the conversation in our foreign uh, our foreign engagements. So that will always be the case. It doesn't it does regardless of who he's meeting with. Uh, we are not. But we, I want to say we're not overlooking any conduct that happened uh, before uh, the president took office. And part of being the president is having to do things that you don't like to do. And one of them is sitting down with somebody who you look across and just about everything that he stands for is abhorrent. Human rights violations, the, 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 the murder of Khashoggi, which he can say all he want. I didn't do anything. I didn't. You know everything that goes on in a situation like this. You do. So to say that, that, that you were unaware, well, you know, I mean, again, it's who are you going to talk to? The people that did it? Last time I checked, I don't think they're breathing. But you had to know, right, when you're going in there, if you had to go do something like this. Yeah, I don't think this is well for us either. So we'll see what he does and how he plays itself, plays itself out. All that being said, something happened over the weekend. The Live Golf Tour kicked off. Now, this is several large tournaments that are going to be played, several of them here in America, some of them in Europe, and a few in the Middle East, uh, by essentially sponsored by the Saudi Wealth Fund, which is, I couldn't even tell you how much is in it, but people are upset, people are pissed, because, well, it's Saudi Arabia. And... They have blood on their hands. It's not just the human rights violations that we see. Other organizations are stepping up and saying things, too. I would say to um, the Strata family, I would say to everyone that um, has lost loved ones, lost friends in 9-11, that I have deep, deep empathy for them. Um, I, I can't emphasize that enough. I, I um, have the deepest of th- sympathy and empathy for them. Yeah. That's Phil Mickelson. They're all here this week, even though they're not allowed to play on the PGA Tour, uh, playing in this because it's an invitation. So you've been invited. You, you, you've, you've reached a certain level. Uh, you've won before. Uh, whatever it is uh, that you've been allowed to to get to the point where you're going to play. These guys have gone. And they're playing in this. And there's questions, right? There is. People have their opinions, as Phil said. That's not necessarily for me to say. I think the important thing is that um, everyone is entitled to their uh, opinion. I understand that it brings out a lot of strong emotions for a lot of people. And I respect uh, the way they, they may or may not feel about it. He tried to dance around it. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who's arguably the biggest draw of the bunch, 
right now uh, who's an enigma and he's uh, polarizing. And when COVID hit and they shut down for like two, three months, he went inside and he's a mad scientist and he's a mechanical engineer and he's a pro golfer and he comes out and he's 40 pounds heavier and he looks like he's a linebacker and he's hitting the ball 400 yards and he's trying to change the game and he's always tinkering with stuff. He signed on. He said, look, I'm doing it for my family. You know, it's hard. It's hard to say no. Somebody throws $100 million at you, even if you're a millionaire and you got $10 million bucks. Somebody says, all that work you've done, I'm going to not only take that money, I'm going to give you $100 million on top of that, and I am going to offer you a chance to play for large purses over 20 weeks a year, and the rest of the time you can spend with your family. Man, that's a tough thing to turn down. It is. It is. I get it, though. I do. Somebody came to me today and said, Chad, would you go, uh, you know, if somebody offered you $40 million to do something, how many people have the cojones to turn that down? Well, if you got $100 million, you know, like, will Tiger turn down a billion? Tiger's worth a billion. Tiger's worth a billion. By the way, Phil's worth probably, I don't know, depending on how his gambling's gone, uh, a couple hundred to $400 million. They gave him a quarter of a billion dollars. That's a tough thing to turn down. It is. And everybody talks a big game, but the reality is you got to do what's right for you and your family, and it's hard to begrudge people that. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. Rough Greens, my dog Doodle's part of my family, still alive, bouncing around last night, trying to go to bed at 10 o'clock. He comes at me at 100 miles an hour like he's a puppy. Why? Because he was hungry. I know, shocker, right? A dog that's hungry? Yes. Uh, oh, he just put his food in there, put his Rough Greens on, eats it, come out this morning, he's passed out in his bed. I know he's going to be bouncing again. He should not be here, but because of Rough Greens, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff, he's still here. Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor who put this together, wants to see dogs live longer, healthier, and happier lives. That's what Doodle's doing, and it'll work for your dog, too. Right now, get a free bag of Rough Greens by going to roughgreens.com slash chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You're going to get a free bag. You cover the cost of shipping. They send it to you for free. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Free bag of Rough Greens for you. Chad Benson Show. Warning. No snowflake zone. Uninformed opinions are in danger of melting. The Chad Benson Show. Show. Uh, Movies are rocking and rolling right now. I mean, it feels like there's summertime films going on out there. Uh, Lady Gaga, who is a, I guess you'd say she's a multi-platform artist, right? Because she's uh, she's great in the, uh, uh, was it, what was she in, the singer? I don't know, I forgot the name of it. Was she an Academy Award for that? At least a nomination. Her voice is great, right? So she's in the stars born. She's in all these things. Uh, now, could she be in for a sequel? 
It's not a joke. Joaquin Phoenix may be getting some company in the next Joker film with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. The Joker's longtime partner in crime, The Hollywood Reporter, says she's in early talks to star in the sequel to director Todd Phillips' 2019 hit. Hey guys, I'm back. Now this version of the character would be a different take than the one we've seen with Margot Robbie from the DC films. Last week, Phillips posted pics of what was apparently the cover of the script, and it's rumored to be a musical. My life is nothing but a comedy. Yeah, I don't know about that. I just feel that. If you do that, I feel we're going in that cop rock territory. And I always have to tell everybody once a year, uh, maybe we'll start doing it. We'll have a cop rock day. If you don't know what cop rock is, it is arguably the worst, greatest thing. And Phil, would you agree it's the worst, greatest thing in television history? Absolutely it is. Yeah, yeah. Cop rock was a, my goodness me, came out what I think uh, the early 90s. And we're talking, there was only 11 episodes. That's all you needed, right? Uh, you had Randy Newman, Stephen Bochco. These guys couldn't miss on anything. And what it was was think NCI, not even, N, yeah, NCIS, right? Like you've got all these locked up, you know, uh, all of these shows where you watch, you know, Law and Order and everything. Now take that and turn it into a musical with heinous crimes. You guys following me here? <laughs> Are you guys going with me? Take that and make it a musical. I didn't do it, sir. Cop Rock. To this day, Stephen Botch goes, I think it was before it's time. I'm like, I think it's just awful. And let's pretend like you don't have that on your IMBD. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I don't want to work in politics, although I don't mind taking their money if they want to throw me some stuff. I'll just tell you guys that right now. I was telling the producer, Phil, I won't say who, but, uh, you know, as a voiceover actor, you get a lot of stuff sent to you. Hey, could you uh, audition for this? And it's always funny because I tend to shy away from some of the stuff when it comes to uh, the political side of stuff, because I know, obviously, I'm in some sort of business where it is. And and uh, but and they've got tons of money and they throw it around. That's kind of their whole jam. Right. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's the beauty of, of working in politics. I mean, look how much money Trump was able to get out of everybody for the uh, election debacle. Raised a quarter of a billion dollars. Some people are saying quarter of a billion I guess he gave Kimberly Guilfoyd $60,000 for like a two-minute speech? That's a gig right there, man. And, I, and I've been on, you know, at, you know, uh, political places where they have the, uh, you know, they got guest speakers and stuff, and you'll be talking to them, and you find out, man, they're making 30 grand to show up here? Are you kidding me? What a gig. 
you've got a captured audience that all wants the red meat that you're going to throw them. Makes me laugh. But the job I wouldn't want in politics is the job that the lady has uh, as the spokesperson for the White House, right? KGP, Corrine Jean-Pierre. She has, she's going to get asked 100 questions, and it's always going to be Deucey's or Richard, right? Like, you know, well, what's that supposed to mean? Take Richard, short Richard, right? So, because I had an Uncle Dick. His name was Richard. But nobody ever called him that. He never went by that. So there you go. Right? Simple and easy. Uh, and she just has to sit here and try to come up with stuff on the fly. And she is uh, she's not doing well. Two questions on baby formula. What is the latest update the White House has received on the current formula situation across the country? Yeah. Let me see if I have anything new for you on that. Uh... I think it's been a couple of days since we have asked been asked that question. Okay. I don't have anything new. I know we made some announcements last week. Uh, I don't. I just don't have them in front of me. Yeah, that's not a good. Uh, it's not a good one right there. It's not a way to roll it. She continues though, because they're going to ask her all kinds of stuff, right? You know. I mean, again, this is your gig. This is your gig. President Biden once bragged about the stock market hitting record after record after record on my watch. How about now? Meaning the stock market. All the gains from President Biden's time in office have been wiped out. So, as you know, we're watching. We're watching closely. Uh, we know families are concerned about inflation in the stock market. Putin, Putin's price hike, inflation uh, coming out of a once-in-a-generation uh, global pandemic. All, all of those things play a factor. And, uh, and you know, it, but the thing, the way that we see this is that the American people are well positioned uh, to face these challenges because of the economic historic uh, gains that we have made uh, under this president, under this president in the last 16 months. Sorry, you've ran out of time, and no, that's not true. The economic gains, a lot of it was fake, right? A lot of it was, you know, handing out money to a bunch of people. Inflation is here. It's crushing people's soul. I don't know too many people running around going, thanks to this president and the economic gains we've made, I'm living life high on the hog. No, they're going, bacon cost how much? Yeah, bacon's got a street value now. It sucks. You've got to spin stuff all day long. You do. But we are coming out of the strongest job market in, in American history, and that matters. And that a lot of that is thanks to the American Rescue Plan, which only Democrats uh, voted for that. Republicans did not. And it led to uh, this, uh, this economic boom, this historic economic boom that we're seeing Didn't with jobs. Didn't it historic inflation? No, that is not how we're seeing the American Rescue Plan. Well, that's because, you know, in the world today we have... Uh, we have, I'm living my truth, and my truth is you guys are lucky that two senators on the left side of the aisle, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, saved you from what could be uh, the barbarians at the gates. My God, I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their $6 trillion wish earlier this year. Yeah, in, a, in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that because $6.5 trillion of spending in this economy would make these numbers look small. 
Wow. That's, that's the nightmare right there, kids. That's the nightmare. How close we were to this. Those are, that's, that's Joe Scarborough and, uh, and all of the, the elitist sitting around the table. Right? Sitting around that their table. Talking about all the stuff that they talk about in D.C. in their myopic way. And realizing, wow, whoo, we dodged a huge bullet, a huge bullet. We would have been screwed. I couldn't imagine what inflation would be like right now. It's ugly. It's nasty. Credit cards, people are using them. They're living off them. The money is gone. Inflation is a personal economic experience. Every time you pay for something, you take notice because the price of just about everything is going straight up. On Sunday morning in New Jersey, I bought four small items. Eight small tomatoes, $6.99. Blueberries, $6.99. A small loaf of bread, $6.29. And a pint of milk, $1.89. Total out the door cost, $22.16. A year ago, those same items in the same store would have cost maybe 15 bucks. Rapid price hikes erode your standard of living. We're getting worse off. Yeah. Stuart Barney is right. He is. He's absolutely right. And no matter what they say about the greatest job growth in the history of job growth, in the history of all time, in the history of job growth, here is the reality of this. Many of those people were told they couldn't work. You reopen places doesn't mean that you're creating jobs. You don't create anything. Remember that. You're you're government. It goes two ways. You get out of the way so business can operate and create, or you get in the way to make it harder. But you yourself aren't. The president is clueless. On Friday at the docks in Los Angeles, he blamed shipping companies. He tried to turn anger at inflation into anger at corporations. Every once in a while, something you learn makes you viscerally angry. Like if you had the person in front of you, you'd want to pop them. No, I really mean it. You want to pop them. In the absence of an effective policy, the president turns nasty. Yeah. And I get it every day. People send me, oh, it's all this or it's that or it's this company or it's that company. It's always it's always blaming somebody else for the fact that on your watch and you wanted to be the guy. Remember that the buck stopped with you and you have failed. You need somebody to blame. That's what you're going to do. You're going to blame somebody and big business is Putin. Anybody but could it have been me? Right? You ever been that? Uh, uh, I can't believe she left me. Well, this is the fifth one that's left you. What's the common denominator here? Could it be you? No, it couldn't be me. Maybe it is. His reaction to things has been poorest at best. If he reacts at all. This administration has been absolutely, you think that's clueless in what's going on in the economy. I live here on the southern border. It is, there is nothing. There are men and women in a hundred degree heat, busting their ass, trying to keep some sort of order as people come here and laws are ignored over and over again. Look at what's going on. 
I don't know how many people on the left side of the aisle have come up to me who I know are staunch Democrats and said over and over again, I hate Trump. But I don't know if I signed up for this. I get that. Wasn't a fan of Trump's attitude. Like I said, I liked a lot of his policies, but I don't really fall in love with politicians. I don't really, I find them that you go to your job. That's what you're, I do mine, you do yours. That's the way we'll go. I saw, I find him amusing at times and other times I found him to be oafish. I liked a lot of his policies. I thought a lot of his policies were good. I thought some of them were ridiculous. Guess what? I find a lot of politicians that got good ideas, bad ideas. I thought he was his own worst enemy. Biden comes in, I think Elon Musk said it best. People didn't give him a, 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 a essentially a carte blanche to do whatever you want, change the narrative, do all of these things. What he did give everybody was an appearance of, hey, less drama. And instead, less drama, more nightmare. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. PresidentialElectionProcess.com. I know over the next few days there during the january 6th hearings they're going to be looking at several things and one of them is the role that they tried to get mike pence to play and for over 100 years the ritual of counting electoral votes was largely what uneventful in congress right we convened the votes will be tallied the winner declared blah but the electoral count act has become more and more controversial in the past 20 years 2020 election being one of them the question of whether mike pence could have changed the election results, drew national attention. There shouldn't have been any questions about that at all, period, case closed. Vice presidents should do nothing other than respect what is going on. Their role should be, anyone, ceremonial. So Presidential Election Project wants you to learn more about what they're doing. To clearly define the role of the VP and ensure that the role is yes, beyond question. Ambiguities, gone. Clarify everything. The role should be made ceremonial. States should do their jobs, timely deciding election results. Congress should respect each other's states. The lawful results, we move on. Go to presidentialelectionproject.com. Sign up for all the updates right now. Learn more about this very important procedural ceremony and what steps Congress has taken to reform and clarify the process. I urge you to visit presidentialelectionproject.com. Sign up, get updates, because we don't want 2024 to be something where somebody's pressuring somebody or somebody believes they can do something, Vice President Harris, that they don't have. The power to do presidential election project.com chad benson show the chad benson show where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye Boing! Apparently, they're going to cancel or postpone a few of the hearings that are going on for January 6th coming up. So, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know why they're postponing them. Uh, There's something I'm sure that will come out in the next several days. But, uh, look, if you're expecting Trump to be arrested, I have to tell everybody you're going to be sorely disappointed. That is not going to happen. Uh, uh, I... Don't know what else to say. Here's the thing about politics. They, 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 they want to damage the other side, but they're not going to be in a position that they could get themselves uh, screwed in the future. That's kind of a lot of what politics is, is all about. 
right? They they, they want to make sure that they, they do enough damage, right? Like, oh, man, we got to make sure we put a hurting on the Republicans or the Democrats. But we don't want to be in a position where we wound them mortally because eventually they know that the tide will turn and people will come for them. As I've said over and over again about the January 6th hearings, what is this really all about? Is it about the truth or is it about wounding Trump mortally? Is it about retribution? Is It's probably about all of those things. I think for some of the Republicans, it is a battle against Trump and what they see as, as, as just, you know, evil. Uh, for some of the Democrats, it's a battle against Trump. And for some people, it's the truth. The question still is, is are they moving towards trying to make a legal case against Donald Trump or one that is a political case to somehow prevent him from being a factor in 2024? Well, I think they're doing both. Um, Jamie Raskin, one of the committee members, has said that, you know, part of what they're doing is to create something that they can be referred to the Justice Department for possible prosecution. What strikes me about this, Brett, is that if they succeed either by damaging him or staining him such that he is either unable or uh, for legal or political reasons to run again, they might end up finding out that they've done the Republican Party a great service because I think a great many Republicans think they can't win with Trump at the head of the ticket again. Um, they're, they're afraid of his supporters and don't want to come out against him directly, um, but they'd like him to go away. If the effect of this committee is to make his possible candidacy go away, I think a great many Republicans would privately be very glad. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people uh, that I talk to who are Republicans who uh, are over it over the sideshow, over the battle, over the fighting, over the anger, uh, like the, a lot of the stuff that Trump brought, but feel that, eh, no. No, I am, uh, uh, I'm over it now. I think a lot of people are. And, you know, you're talking to Brett Baer there, right? you know, and you got, you, you, he's asking the question, what do they really want? What do they really want? You know, what do they really want? Is this what they really want? I just think if they're honest, yes, they love Trump enthusiasm. They loved Trump's fire. They loved a lot of his ideas. They loved that his fighting attitude. They loved uh, several things. They hated the drama. No way in hell Mitch McConnell loved the drama. No way that they did. And they don't. And they're ready for something else. So I said yesterday, you look over in Florida, they've got a lot of Trump, you know, kind of with Ron DeSantis, this he's a bit Trumpian, but he's not a cheap knockoff like a lot of people are. And at the same time, he's much more, I think, an astute politician. But yes, I think they're ready to move on. But I don't think he's going to jail. So for all those of you who think, he's going to go to jail, he ain't going to jail. You know that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from you. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Almost another shooting in Texas. But this one went different. And it is, again, a situation where you have to ask yourself, what in God's name is going on with people? I'm just curious. So you had a camp. Uh, Duncan Field, Field House campers at this camp. About 150 of them. None of them were harmed. Uh, after gunfire was reported outside the Field House. Another pissed off, angry human being, armed, is dead. In total, at the park and surrounding areas, about 250 people inside attending that camp and at the park itself. Why again, and why did this one fail? In the wake of the killing of 19 children and two teachers in Uvalde, the details of yesterday's incident in suburban Dallas are terrifying. A man with a gun at a summer camp for 150 children, including Autumn Harris. And then we heard shooting, and then we got scared, and everybody started crying. Officers did not wait for backup, says Assistant Duncanville Police Chief Matthew Stogner. They did exactly how they were trained to do, which is to go in and stop the threat. The unidentified gunman was killed before he could hurt anyone else. Police still don't understand his his motive yeah he had a handgun uh they exchanged fire the man was shot by police he was given medical aid on the saw on the spot but uh, transferred to a hospital where he later died goes back to that situation again what in god's name are people doing why are they so angry is there something to all of this of course there's there, there there's always a component that you can you can tether together right Mental illness is usually the overriding factor in a lot of this. I mean, you have to be a sick son of a to go out there and to mow down individuals who you do not know, especially children. I mean, is evil that pervasive? Are we, do we have that much evil in the world? But they did what they were supposed to do. The cops did not stop at all. They went in engaged and put the threat down that's what they were supposed to do now in this case he had a handgun i don't know how many other guns he had i don't know how much you know was it fully loaded uh, did he have several you know uh, uh magazines with him how did that look did he have any other things which we'll find out over the coming days and i'm sure they're looking at a search history etc etc was this a lover's quarrel was he was it cop you know suicide by cop because you do get that Go somewhere, cause a scene, you want the police to show up and shoot you dead. Whether he wanted that or not, he got that. But remember we were talking about Bill Maher, Friday night talking about movies? It's funny, Hollywood is the wokest place on earth in every other area of social responsibility. They have intimacy coordinators on set to chaperone sex scenes. They hire sensitivity readers to go through and edit scripts. Disney stood up to the don't say gay law. Another studio spent $10 million to digitally remove Kevin Spacey from a movie. But when it comes to the unbridled romanticization of gun violence, crickets. Weird. The only thing we don't call a trigger is the one that actually has a trigger. Well, Hollywood, I, I don't want to say they, they, they heard that. But the reality is they understand that there is some people are pointing at 
this as, hey, you've got some issues, Hollywood. What are you going to do about it? A group of 200 writers, directors, and producers in Hollywood have signed an open letter pledging to be more responsible with their use of firearms in entertainment content. Variety editor Cynthia Littleton is involved in the effort and says Hollywood has a history of positive impact on cultural movements. The entertainment community has gotten behind social movements like the use of seatbelts like discouraging smoking, discouraging drunk driving. She says the pledge should have Hollywood rethinking when they use guns, whether it's just for, quote, cheap drama. Yeah. Is it? I think sometimes it is for cheap drama. There's no doubt about it. It's not like a comic will drop the F-bomb or this, that, and the other. There, There is a cheapen, cheapening to it for some people. For some of it, 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 is, it is necessary in telling a certain story. Uh, is there gratuitous violence? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And if you're a well-adjusted individual and you like horror movies or you like, uh, uh, you know, you like action flicks, uh, it's no problem. But much like a lot of people out there who don't understand the difference between the kabuki theater that is our politics and sometimes reality, people will look at this and they don't quite get it. They, they, they take a step too far. And that's a scary thing. It really, really is. Do I blame all of Hollywood? Absolutely not. Cannot blame all of Hollywood. That's stupid. That's like blaming all of video games. Video games, here's the one thing video games has done. Like it's cheap in life in some ways because you can always go back and restart the game. You can always go back and start over. The person you shot today, you can shoot them again tomorrow. You know, my son loves, and by the way, happy birthday again yesterday, Jack. Big whopping man. He's just getting huge. He's getting huge. Heading towards those teenage years, getting massive. You know, he likes to play uh, Fortnite. Here's the thing about Fortnite. Fortnite is a weird game. For me, I, I, I it's neat, but I don't quite get the, the super uber fascination with it, why it became so popular. But unlike a lot of these other games, there's no blood in Fortnite. You may shoot somebody, but they just kind of disappear. There is no blowing up blood, disgust. It's it's kind of a PG, PG-13, Lord of the Flies meets uh, Hunger Games kind of thing. But Hollywood's going to try something. And here's where it's going to end. When it doesn't work. Like it would any other business. If you're looking to Hollywood to, to, to make your case of, of certain things, no. People speak out about Hollywood because people are sick and tired of Hollywood lecturing us. That's what people are sick and tired of. People don't want Hollywood to lecture us, but then they go and they lecture us about all kinds of things, and then at the end of the day, they turn around and do the opposite. That's why Hollywood is, is, is dragged in this situation right now. But I can't blame Hollywood. I can't blame the video game world. Do I think some of them, for some people, have a component? 100%. But I also think so does politics and the rhetoric of which we have now. I mean, my God, we had a guy show up at Kavanaugh's house last week. Think about this. What's the world look like today if one of our Supreme Court justices is gunned down in his house? And the story was, he, he snitched on himself, by the way, the guy. He called the police on himself. He got out of his car with a duffel bag, 
guns, duct tape, screwdriver, zip ties. He saw the police or the marshals, got cold feet, I guess, walked down the street, walked around, called 911, said he was thinking about killing himself and killing Kavanaugh. How did he get a gun? All these kind of questions. But somebody who'd gone down a rabbit hole because of politics. Happens on all sides. So to blame, it's funny that politicians will come out and blame television for something. Blame the, this is too bad here, this is too evil here, is this because, but all the while, you got the lights of Schumer coming out talking about how they're going to feel it. Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. If you guys overturn this, what? Everybody, let's take it down a little bit, right? Right now we're on extra hot. Have you ever, you know, we're at soup. Hey, it's boiling over. Why don't we bring it down to simmer? We'll just talk. Are we capable of that? I don't know. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You can tweet at us, text the program. You know, I don't tweet a lot, and partially because, quite frankly, I just don't... What do I get out of it, right? Anger, right? Is that is that mostly what I get out of it? You know, you can't. And it's funny because people are so pissed and angry in this world uh, that even the days that I'm on vacation, right? So I'll take a day off here, take a day off there, and Craig Collins fills in for me. God bless you, Craig, for doing that. And I will get emails and tweets and DMs about what a POS I am, and I'm like, man, I'm not even on the air. And Craig's not a POS, so shut up. But it is amazing how pissed and angry we are. It is. It is totally insane how angry and pissed we are about stuff. And I don't, I mean, I just, and and it shows you also, too, that people are sending, they'll hear somebody else on a different radio station say something, they'll think, Chad said that, they'll send me a tweet, they'll be mad at me over something, they're just angry to be angry. They wake up angry. Both sides have their problems. You've got some people on the left who wake up angry, some people who wake up offended. You've got a lot of people on the right that wake up at times angry, and they don't know why. The world's changing. It's dangerous. It's this. It's that. We live in the greatest time in human history ever, ever, ever. We live in the wealthiest country in the history of mankind. We have a computer at our fingertips that we screw around with, drop and break all the time and laugh about it, that has more power than what sent our astronauts to the moon or to a sound studio, depending on where you fall on that spectrum. And we're pissed off at the world. Take a deep breath. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Calibrate. Lose a weight. With Calibrate. is great. So FDA-approved medication, right? So you're going to get, when you join Calibrate, first of all, you join, you get the app, you're going to have one-on-one uh, coaching, you're going to get this great plan, which is basically, hey, guess what? We're going to show you how you're going to lose weight. Uh, first and foremost, you've been doing it wrong, not because you didn't know how, but because your body is doing something else. 
And with this FDA-approved medication, it's going to restart your metabolism. So when you do lose weight, as many people have gone through those yo-yo dieting things, what happens is you're not going to have the yo-yo. You're going to have the, oh, I'm still losing weight and I'm, I'm maintaining it because your metabolism is going to reset and not freak out when you start to lose weight and try to hold on to everything because it thinks you're dying. Because that's what happens. It's called nature. So the great thing about Calibrate is you're going to have real lifestyle changes. They aren't going to be crazy. They're going to be real. Calories in, calories out. Make some better choices. Don't starve or deprive yourself. Those kind of things. And the other thing is with the FDA-approved medication that you're going to get from a doctor, you're going to watch this thing reset and away you go. On average, 20% is what earliest Calibrate members have lost, and you can be one of those. It's the best, easiest way to lose weight. Fits into anybody's schedule. Go to jointcalibrate.com, use Coach Chad, get a $50, uh, $50 off the one-year metabolic reset, and you're going to love it. Best thing you're ever going to do for yourself. Jointcalibrate.com, Coach Chad. Jointcalibrate.com, Code Chad. Chad Benson Show. Check out our Chad Benson Show Facebook page where you can hang out or hang your grievances out to dry. This is Chad Benson. Even somebody who is sure I'm deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think that this has been fair. You crapped in another person's bed that was your husband's. Uh, I don't know what you're looking for. There's no sympathy here. There isn't. I'm sorry. I mean, you were, uh, I, I don't even know what to say at this point, Amber Turd. Oh, my God, Chad, you can say all the time. I might. It's funny. It's so bizarre. so grotesque. <laughs> it's still funny. It's a, uh, it's a, well, what do you want? You wrote an op-ed piece that they said, hey, that was all a lie. And partly, and you continued on. You know why Johnny was beloved during this whole thing? Because he went up there and he was authentically himself, Amber. He said, look, I'm a screw-up. I LARP for a living. I'm wacky. I party too much. I piss away my money. My best friend was Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> what are you guys looking for from me? Are you looking for the, the ultimate in pure responsibility? It ain't me. Are you looking for somebody when you turn on the camera and you get me in a wacky outfit where I can take something and make it awesome and enjoyable and give hundreds and millions of people uh, a, a smile on their face? Well, yeah, and there you go. But you weren't. You looked evil and conniving and like you were setting him up, and then you wrote an op-ed piece, and you didn't put it on the internet. It got there. What did you do? You made sure it went into the Washington Post, which is supposed to be one of our most respective rags in the country. Then you lied to, what, the ACLU? Yeah, I'll give you guys some money. And you didn't do that. And what's one of the first things Johnny's lawyer said? Yeah, Johnny's probably not going to try to get any of that money from her. Because you don't have any. She just pissed it all away. Probably because she had to buy a lot of sheets because she keeps pooping in people's bed. I don't think that's fair, Chad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, 
we touched on a little bit earlier, and we've done a lot of it, I think a lot more than a lot of other people have, but if you guys are not paying attention in Ukraine, uh, it is ugly, and it is getting uglier and uglier and uglier. Right now, the Ukrainians are doing all they can, uh, but the one thing about what is going on is the one thing that Mike Lyons, our military expert, has said over and over again. They have the one thing, and I'm not talking about nuclear weapons, that the Ukrainians do not have. Eventually, no matter how good you are, you're going to lose based on the amount of force that they have. You have a finite amount over here for the Ukrainians. On this side, the Russians, they have an unlimited amount of people. But uh, but Afghanistan, Afghanistan was different. And this is going to be different, too. They're just trying to win a war now. They're no longer trying to occupy. They go in, they destroy something, they move on. Because they know they can never occupy. And it's going to get uglier before it gets better. And that's a sad, sad situation. How and what will happen? I don't know, but I've, I, and, and we've talked about it from the beginning. The fear I've always had with this is we're going to get bored and we're going to move on. And I think because of some things that naturally we would move on from, the shootings and things like that, that, that bumped it from the front page, I think the world's kind of like, eh, I'm on to something new. Now they think about it when... They see their gas prices, and they'll think about it in the coming months when they see their food prices go up even more and there's a famine. But as far as the day-to-day, that's completely out of everybody's mind. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you, even if you're angry and you don't know why. Just want to yell at me? Go ahead. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.